The Merry Beggars presents... All aboard! On the Night Train. Episode 11, Dangerous, Dodgy, and Disappointing. This is mine. Stuck! Snake's alive! Help me pull this! Open the door, Paul! Paul? Paul Emerson Mallard? Is that you? Mama? Paul! Paul Emerson Mallard? Is that you? Paul! Edith! It's Mama's room! We're in Mama's room! Edith! Paul, come to me! It's it's Mama! Come here! Come here, my little one! Mama! Mama! Mama. Give me hugs, please! Oh, I have missed you! I I have missed you! Mama! Mama! I discovered that I train love is you. being sabotaged and I have so much to tell you about. I had to jump on a train because you. so many it things have happened. left me and it's you behind here. And Avalanche, why are you in disguise, Mama? I know you must have a plan, but what is it? Let me hush! Hush! I love you both so much, but I have no idea what either of you are saying. But Mama, there's no so much I'm the one who needs to tell you what happened. You calm down. You must quiet down, otherwise the passengers will begin to wonder what's going on in here. One thing at a time. Oh, I forgot about being stowaways. I'm glad you aren't ignoring us anymore, Mama. I'm sorry, Paul. I wanted nothing more than to scoop you both up in my arms when I saw you in the dining car. And I wanted to hug you too, Mama. But we knew you had a plan. It feels like months since we've been together. It's been three whole days. But why are you in disguise? What is your plan, Mama? You have to explain it all to us. I will. I will explain it all. I'm here because I love you both. And I'd follow you two to the ends of the earth to keep you safe. But there's another reason. I'm here, I'm here because the night train is in danger. So you do know about the sabotage? You two know about it? Of course we know. We have so much to tell you, Mama. Does Dad know you're here? No, not yet. Why not? Because if the passengers see that Mrs. Mallard is on board, word will get back to Mr. Pullman and then your father will lose his position. He banned me from the train just like you, remember? So I've had to disguise myself as Mary Diamond and pretend that me and your father are perfect strangers. So you have a secret too? Just like us? Yes, just like the both of you. But how do you know about the sabotage? Mr. Burton told me. Who's Mr. Burton? The station master in Chicago. Oh yeah, I remember him. After the night train left the depot, I spent hours searching for you. I went home and to Grandma's house. I even went to our church and searched all the possible ways you could have walked from the depot back to our house. Oh, Mama, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I went back to the central depot at about 11 at night, and that's when Mr. Burton told me that he had seen two small children climb into the pillow cart. That was us. Yes, it was. He told me that you two had climbed into a pillow cart that had been loaded aboard the night train. Well, that's when I knew I had to find some way to catch up with the night train. But then he shared with me his suspicions about the boiler explosion. What did Mr. Burton say? He suspected that the boiler had not exploded by accident. And Mr. Burton has worked 20 years on the rails, so his judgment is to be trusted. He told me that the boiler had been inspected and tested thoroughly, and there was no chance of a failure in the manufacturing of it, and that he didn't believe Pullman's explanation of the engine exploding. Burton thought that because of the race between Wagner and Pullman, the boiler explosion was not an accident. It was... Sabotage! Yes, Paul. Sabotage. 
Burton believed the boiler had been damaged on purpose, but Pullman refused to let him launch an investigation into the explosion because of the bad publicity it would bring. Burton was right, Mama. Paul, we have to tell Mama about the tools and the telegram and the struts and the sways. I heard about the snow that stopped the night train, but not all of this. What are you talking about? Mama, we found, well, Paul found, and then showed me, tools that were used to damage the Union Pacific Bridge. The night train almost crashed into the river because someone saw it right through the struts and sways of the bridge. When the bridge had been damaged and was being repaired by Daddy and his crew, we jumped out and found a sack with a mallet and a saw and a telegram that read, if through the snow, that means avalanche, cut struts and sways, those are parts of the bridge, for a lamb's tongue. Lamb's tongue is railroad code for a lot of money, Mama. Someone was paying them to cut down the bridge. And then, then we found another telegram that says, whatever it takes, stop them before the end of the rails. Oh my goodness. But that's not the worst part, Edith. Mama, we found the last telegram on the night train. What do you mean? We found it inside the luggage car in a passenger's carpet bag. But that, that means... That whoever's trying to sabotage the night train is a passenger on board the night train. We think it's Kate Smith or Professor Dopey Dad. Dopey Dad sent a suspicious telegram in Omaha. We overheard him place the order for it. And Kate Smith... Kate Smith really likes Lamb and is hiding jewels in her room. Jewels? Yeah. Edith found a whole chest of them under her bed. You went into her room? We had to. No one else knows about the sabotage. We're detectives now, Mama. And no one knows that the criminal is one of the passengers, so no one else can investigate. That's why we came into your room, Mama. One of the passengers had to be doing the sabotage, so we were investigating the passenger's room, trying to look for clues. Well, I'm certainly glad that you two stumbled in here. I've missed you terribly, and I couldn't explain in the dining car why I was in disguise. But I had to be. Because if Pullman knew Will Mallard's family was on the night train against his orders, your father would lose his job on the spot. So I had no choice but disguise myself and try to protect the night train against the sabotage. No one else was going to, so I thought, until I was reunited with you two. Is that what you were trying to tell us in the dining car? You said that we must stand up for what we hold dear. Even if it means going places and becoming people we never imagined we might be. Yes! Yes! I wanted you to know I had a plan. That I wasn't ignoring you. It broke my heart to see you so sad and confused. We figured it out pretty quickly. I never imagined I'd have to disguise myself for my own husband, pretend I didn't know my own children, and turn detective against a sabotage plot. But <laughs> here we are. It looks like someone on board the night train wants to prevent it from reaching Sacramento. With Pullman shutting down any investigations to preserve good publicity, it looks like no one else is going to solve this but the three of us. Wow! We're a team of detectives now. But how did you get to Nebraska so quickly? The mail train from Chicago to Omaha was leaving the same hour I was at the station. Mr. Burton got me a place on it. I had to quickly scramble together this silly disguise and hop on board. Lucky the mail train was able to arrive in Omaha just a few hours before you did. Because of all our delays. Yes. Now tell me, how did you two stow away on the night train? You were only out of my sight for a minute. What in the world happened? If it weren't for Mr. Burton, the station master, telling me about two kids climbing into a pillow cart... We didn't mean to stow away, Mama. We went to the train so Paul could give Sam back his watch. Mr. Pullman got off the sleeper just then and was coming towards us. We were cornered. So we jumped into the pillow cart, right beside the luggage car, to hide from Mr. Pullman. It was Mr. the Pullman. only place to hide, and we had to go fast. We were trying to hide from Mr. Pullman because he said that there would be 
consequences. Mr. Pullman said there would be no monetary benefit to be gained by our inclusion. Paul, stop interrupting. And it's monetary, not monastery. Sorry. Mr. Pullman said there would be consequences if he even saw us on the platform. And we didn't want Daddy to get in bigger trouble. Then we fell asleep. How could you fall asleep in a pillow cart? We were waiting for Mr. Pullman to go away, but he got a chair and sat down beside our pillow cart to greet passengers boarding the night train. He even had Barney get him a hot chocolate. So we couldn't get out of the pillow cart without him noticing us. And then he started talking about politics. And who cares about politics? And then he started talking about himself. And he just kept talking and talking on and on and on. For what seemed like hours. The pillows were really soft and warm. Edith fell asleep first, and then I decided to take a nap while I waited for her to wake up. And while we were sleeping in the pillow cart, waiting for Mr. Pullman to finally leave, the pillow cart was pushed onto the luggage car with us inside. I'm so sorry, Mama. I'm sorry, too. It was my idea to get in the pillow cart. Well, George Pullman made us do it, but it was my idea. No need to apologize. You both were trying to do the right thing and protect your father. We didn't know it would lead to this. We would never do it again. I certainly hope you won't have cause to do it again. We're in a set of rather extraordinary circumstances at the moment. Do we still have to be stowaways? Can't we just stay with you? I wish, Paul. But George Pullman himself banned you, your sister, and me from the night train. So, we still have to sleep in the luggage car? So that's where you're hiding. Yep, Harold made us up beds in there. Harold Milton has been taking care of you? God bless that man. Yeah, he and Rosie have been really wonderful to us. It's a little cold, but really cozy in the luggage car, actually. Paul, Edith, I love you so much. More than you will ever know. And there is nothing I would rather do than stay all together in one room. Believe me. Believe me, but... We can't allow the other passengers to find out that you're my children. We can't risk that. Right now, I think the luggage car is the safest place. Mrs. Crocker would for sure recognize you and us if we were all together. That's right. But we can still come and see you, right? Don't even ask such a thing, sweet one. I want you with me as much as possible. We'll figure this out. We're moving again. I guess all the bison have moved away. I knew my shouting did the trick. What are you talking about? Oh, Mama, the train stopped because bison were crossing the tracks. You slept right through it. I hope we have enough fuel to get to Cheyenne. Why wouldn't we? I saw the crew load the coal onto the night train when I boarded in Omaha. It was the wrong kind of coal, Mama. We heard Daddy talking to Sam and the firemen about it. Someone made a mistake in Omaha. Dad was really angry. Your poor father, all alone and with an impossible task before him. Dad said we'd be able to make it, but we wasted a lot of fuel idling on the tracks while we waited for the bison to cross. One thing for certain is that we have to keep investigating the passengers if we want to keep the night train safe. One of them has to be guilty. The carpet bag telegram proves that. We have to find out who owns the carpet bag. Who's trying to sabotage the night train? Yes, but be careful. No one can find out you two are mallards, and that any of us are mallards. We know. We're in disguise, too. We're the Stoutwards now. Call me Paul Stoutward. Harold came up with that name. <laughs> Leave it to Harold. Harold and Rosie have been really kind to us. Rosie's been cooking for us on top of all of her passengers. Your father lucked out with his crew, that's for sure. And I don't want to even imagine what this experience would have been like for you two without Harold and Rosie watching out for you. The night train is whistling to signal the station master. We must be approaching Cheyenne. We made it. We had enough coal. Come look out the 
window, Mama. It's Cheyenne, Wyoming. Now we can get the right kind of cool and get back on schedule. Is this a long stop? No, remember what Sam told Dopey Dad? We're just stopping here to get coal and pick up telegrams and newspapers. Welcome to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Welcome to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Wait, listen, that's Sam's voice. We will make a brief pit stop here for fuel and to coordinate our timetable with the station master. If you would like a newspaper or are expecting a telegram, tell one of the porters. They will get it for you. Do not get off the train. I repeat, do not get off the train. We will leave as soon as we have loaded the fuel so we can get back on schedule. Dinner will be served in the dining car promptly at 7. Only three more days until Sacramento. Think we can still beat the Midnight Express? I hope so. Dinner? Dinner sounds excellent. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate the update. Happy to serve, Mrs. Smith. Good evening. Enjoy your dinner in the Delmonico dining car. Oh, oh, Sam, wait just a moment, Sam. Did someone enter my room at some point? Perhaps to fetch my magazines for me when I was in the diner car? I noticed a few things out of sorts. That would be an extremely serious breach of conduct if they did, Mrs. Smith. Passenger privacy is protected rigorously on board the night train. I will make inquiries. Oh, don't worry, Sam. I trust all the staff here. I was just curious, that's all. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. She must have noticed that her jewels spilled. I thought you picked them all up, Edith. I thought I had. You were rushing me. At least she doesn't seem angry. Paul, Edith, even as detectives, we still need to be prudent and respectful of others. Yes, Yes, Mama. Mama. Now, despite my turning into Miss Diamond, Mrs. Louise Mallard had enough life in her to bring you clothes, books, and games. We still have quite a long train journey left. Wow, thank you! So you mean we're not going back to Chicago? Not without me or not. And we can't go back to Chicago until we solve the mystery of the night train. Now, your clothes. Clothes! I've been wearing the same dress for three days. (laughs) Yes, Edith. I am so sorry you didn't have a change of clothes. Never again. It's not your fault, Mama. It's what happens to stowaways. Mama! Mama! You brought school books? And a math book? It's Christmas break! You didn't think I'd stop teaching you for a whole two weeks, did you? I also brought books about steam engines. Oh, I guess it's all right then. You brought my little red bag with my doll inside it. Thank you, Mama. You're welcome, sweet girl. My checkerboard is here too! And you brought puzzles and drawing paper. Thank you, Mama. (laughs) Now, let's get you two into some clean clothes. Here, Edith, put this green dress on. Climb up on the bed, Paul. I have an outfit for you here. Yes, Mama. Harold won't even recognize me in clean clothes. (laughs) It'll be a pleasant surprise for all of us, Paul. Once we're changed, we should go to the dining car for dinner and spy on the passengers. We know it has to be someone on the train, so we'll look for something suspicious. But we have to keep an eye out for Mrs. Crocker. She'd tattle if she saw us. That's a good plan, Paul. I'll go first. You two follow after me. Remember, we have to pretend to be strangers in public. Yes, Mama. We'll especially watch Kate Smith and Professor Dopey Dad. Those are our prime suspects. I'm all changed and cleaned up. I'm ready to... Excellent. We're starting to be the Mallard family again, even though we still have to be in disguise and miss having your father with us. Let's go! Just remember, as soon as we leave my room, we don't know each other. We're a team of detectives. A team of detectives. I like that. Yes. We have to be discreet and look out for each other. And then later, I'll come and find you in the luggage car. Okay, Mama. That's a wonderful plan. We should kidnap Kate Smith and Dobie Dad and bring them to the luggage car and make them fess up and tell us everything. Paul, there will be no kidnapping. You don't get to correct me anymore, Edith. Mama's here to do that. 
Calm down now, both of you. No kidnapping, please, Paul. Okay, Mama. All aboard! All aboard the night train! Come here, and look out the window! We're leaving Cheyenne! That was a fast stop. Next stop for the Pullman night train is Ogden, Utah. All aboard! Where exactly is Ogden, Mama? If I remember right, it's about 400 miles from here where the Central Pacific Line joins the Union Pacific Line. Utah, that's where Salt Lake is, right, Mama? Yes, Paul. So now our job is to investigate and try to discover who wants to stop your father's train. We've already done quite a bit of investigation. Just remember, Edith, that you and your brother have to also stay safe and hidden. Keep your eyes and ears open and tell me everything you learn. Yes, Yes, Mama. Mama. Quiet now. I'll take a look at the hallway. If it's all clear for you to come out, I'll leave the door open behind me. I don't want anyone to see you coming out of my room. Okay, here we go, on a spy mission. Coast is clear. Lead the way, Paul. Go ahead into the dining car. I'll give you a head start. Okay, Mama. After dinner, go straight to the luggage car. I'll come and find you there. Got it. I love you, Mama. I love you too, darling. Now go ahead to the dining car. You must be hungry. I am. See you later, Mama. Here we go. I'll see you later, my little mallets. No one's here. Where is everyone? This is the sleeper car, Edith. It's dinner. People aren't sleeping. They're in the dining car. It's already ten minutes past seven on my watch. Come on, into the lounge car. What are you two doing on the night train? Harold Milton told me you were supposed to get off at Omaha. We we can't go home anymore, Sam. All the Mallards are on the train now. You see? I don't see. What do you mean, all the Mallards? Mr. Pullman expressly forbade any Mallard from boarding the night train. Mama's on the train now! Our Mama is here, but she's not telling anyone that she's Mrs. Mallard. She's in disguise and going by her maiden name, Diamond. Why? How? What are you talking about? Mom is in disguise, Sam! Louise Mallard is on the night train in disguise? That means we have three stowaways on the night train under my watch! This is completely contrary to the Pullman promise. Safety, reliability, luxury, what the- You didn't put Mom on the train. No one can blame you for that. One Mallard after another just keeps flocking onto the night train. I'll be blamed when they discover you. When it all comes to light, I'll be blamed and my railroad days will be over! Sam! Please don't be angry with us. We don't want you to lose your job. Sam, didn't you tell us that being anonymous is the key to luxury? Mama has decided to be anonymous. It won't hurt the Pullman promise. No one will know who she is. By your very presence, you are directly contradicting Mr. Pullman's orders. And, and you are threatening me, your father, yourselves, and this train. How do you expect to remain hidden for the next thousand miles? Mama won't do anything to mess up your job. She's really good at being in disguise. Sam, we can't go back to Chicago any longer. Both of our parents are on the night train now. There was no one for us to go home to. You, you never should have been on board to begin with. And your mother, why, why isn't your mother taking you back to Chicago? Because, because we left Omaha before she found us, and there's no train back to Chicago, and she wants to go to California. Besides, she's in disguise, and no one knows she's our mother. All right, enough. I don't want to hear anything more. This is ridiculous. Stay out of sight. If you are discovered, my career as a conductor will be ruined. Yes, Sam. 
I don't want to see you. I don't want to know you are on board. You're Harold's responsibility. Oh, okay. You're out of place. Stowaways don't belong on Pullman trains. I'm sorry, Sam. It's no use being sorry. You're still here. That's the problem. Let's go, Paul. Bye. Where do you think you're going now? We're going to eat supper. We haven't eaten in a long time and we're starving. But we will be very careful to stay in disguise. Oh, do what you want. I wash my hands of any responsibility for you being on this train. If you're found, it's Harold's problem. I've never seen Sam so angry before. We have to be really good stowaways, Edith. I don't want Sam to lose his job. He's the best conductor ever. Daddy needs him. I know, Paul. Come on, let's go into the dining car. We might find some more clues and be able to figure out who might be trying to sabotage the train. Sounds good to me. I'm starving. Oh, good. Our usual booth is open. Why was Sam so upset? I don't know, Paul. I think he's scared. Scared of what? He's the conductor of this train. Conductors aren't scared of anything. Hey, look! Kate Smith and Rudy are in the booth right next to ours. Let's sit down. Perfect. We can overhear them. Is that Miss Diamond? We've missed you all afternoon. Do come on over here and make Rudy cheer up. He's been in a frightful mood ever since the bison stopped the night train. I'd be delighted to sit with you, Mrs. Smith. I'll see if I can cheer Rudy up. Hmm, I'm afraid not even you can cheer me up, Miss Diamond. Oh, no need to be so dramatic. Mama's great at espionage. She can now spy on Kate all through dinner. Do you see Mrs. Crocker? She's on the other end of the dining car with her husband, George. Keep an eye on her. Okay, and I'll watch Dobie Dad. He's just scribbling in a notebook in the corner across from us. He's probably planning the next sabotage. He's suspicious, Paul. But how could he have done all these sabotages? He's not a railroad man, and I don't think he knows Webster Wagner. Probably not. But you know who does have experience with Webster Wagner? Kate Smith. And Mrs. Kate Smith seems extremely cheerful this morning. I think that's equivocating. You think it's incriminating? Yeah, that. Paul, I think Mrs. Smith is just a cheerful person. I think she's so cheerful because she's glad that her sabotage plan has succeeded in slowing us down so Wagner can win. We also know she's a jewel thief. Maybe that's true, but we don't know enough to accuse her for certain. Professor Dopey Dad is very suspicious, too. Professor tells me they'll be extinct soon. Here's the newspaper you requested, Mr. Ackerman. Thank you, Porter. Uh, waiter, can I get the cutlet and mashed potatoes? Of course, ma'am. Are you going to read the newspaper, Rudy, or just stare at it for the next hour? <laughs> read it, of course. Bah! It's bad for digestion to read the newspaper while at dinner. Those journalists pride themselves on writing headlines that invariably make the stomach turn. <laughs> Makes me nauseous. What is the matter, Rudy? Headline! January 3rd, 1880, Pullman's night train stumbles across America. Did I hear that correctly? Are you reading out the most recent newspaper headline, Rudy? Lose me my job. By George, this headline will lose me my job. What? Let me see that. Take a look. Behold our fate. Oh, sit back down, Rudy. It's just the news. What else does it say, Professor? Let me see. They both sound pretty upset. 
Daddy will be in big trouble if the newspapers keep printing headlines like this. Pullman's train just has to win. Rudy is pacing up and down the car. I didn't know he could move that fast. Sleeping car magnet George Pullman has a time bomb on his hands. On December 31st, Pullman's night train started on its doomed journey. The next day, Webster Wagner, Pullman's nemesis, started his Midnight Express in the same direction. Two days later and the Midnight Express is chugging along the continent at a truly amazing pace while the night train stumbles and crawls from accident to accident. Bomb! Doomed, stumbles, crawls, they deliberately chose the worst words. I think that's enough for right now, Professor. We'll read the rest of the news. Webster Wagner's Midnight Express reached Denver, Colorado at midday on January 3rd. They are due to arrive in Ogden before one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Where Pullman has been shoddy and unreliable, Wagner has been pristine and punctual. We expect that Wagner will take the lead in Ogden. Oh, by George! We're supposed to win this race! I promised Pullman we could do it! Oh, hear this! Pullman promised safety, reliability, and luxury from its founding in 1859. But with the dawn of the 1880s, there's a new promise. Danger, dodginess, and disappointment. Total ruination. What is going on over there? Our precious historical race across America is being slandered. That's what's going on. How can I write a book about the glory and success of the night train and the transcontinental railroad when we are the laughing stock of the nation? What else? Tell me the worst of it, Toby Dad. <laughs> well, let me see. The passengers disembark. No, no, that's just exposition. We've had enough of that. Ah, here we are. Here's where they blame you, Rudy. <clears throat> it's not just bad luck. These accidents could have been foreseen and avoided. Clearly, George Pullman and his crew don't care about their passengers. George Pullman only cares about two things. His bottom, his bottom line, and his spot in the history books. Is this from a Nebraska newspaper? It's the blooming Chicago Times. The Chicago Times! What's happening? Mr. Ackerman just broke his water glass. Rudy Ackerman, pull yourself together. Well, Mallard will answer for this fiasco. I'm going to find him now. Where are you going, Dopey Dad? To Mr. William Mallard. To the engine. Breathe, Rudy. Breathe. Kate is right. You need to calm down. If we don't beat the Midnight Express, the Sacramento will be toast. Toast, buttered and jam toast. Hey now, everyone. Let me clean up that broken glass. Nobody move for a minute now. I don't want any of you getting hurt. Everyone all right? Did you want toast, Mr. Ackerman? Out. Uh, We're fine, Mr. Barney. Thank you very much. Perhaps you can get Mr. Ackerman another glass of water? Yes, ma'am. Edith, Mrs. Crocker just stood up. If she sees us, she'll know we're mallards, not stalwarts. Let's get out of the car before she can see us. But we haven't eaten dinner yet. Harold and Rosie will get us something to eat. Come on, let's go. Into the luggage car. Oh, this entire trip will be a disaster. With news coverage like this, oh, the country does whatever the newspapers tell it to. It's just a horribly grotesque marionette. Next thing you know. Be passing laws through Congress, banning Pullman sleepers across the country. Dangerous, dodgy, disappointing. Oh, this is an emergency. Mrs. Crocker didn't see us. Keep moving all the way into the lounge car. That was, that was.
was pretty scary. I've never seen someone so angry before. Rudy looked like he was going to explode. And Dobie Dad sure didn't help calm anyone down. He kept getting more and more angry himself. Kate Smith was the only one who didn't get upset. That's because she's guilty and thinks she's getting away with the sabotage. You don't know that for certain, Paul. After you, Professor. I am happy to discuss this matter in private. Come into the lounge car. It's Dad! Hide, Paul! Under the couch! Here, I got a spot behind the curtains on the side table. Good. Breathe as quiet as possible. Please sit down, Professor Dopidat. Will Mallet, I am irate. Irate! A-H-R-A-T-E. I came on this train expecting a successful journey across America. How can I possibly write a book about the success of the night train and the transcontinental railroad when we've had only accidents, delays, and incompetence? The newspapers are making a mockery of this train and the way it's being run. First an explosion, then an avalanche, then a broken bridge, then bison! My book will be a dismal failure if our press coverage continues to be so disparaging. I would think these events would make for good writing, Professor. As for bison... Bison live in Nebraska. Sometimes they cross the tracks. That's something we must account for on the railroad. The railroad has tracks. The tracks go from Chicago to Sacramento. We put the train on the tracks. The train rolls along on the tracks. Choo-choo! Chugga-chugga! The train arrives in Sacramento. On time! That's it! Simple! Easy as pie! Fred, it is not that easy. It should be easy! Safe! Reliable! But the night train is none of those things. The night train is dangerous, dodgy, and disappointing. Pullman's night train stumbles across America. Was that in the Chicago Times? The night train is a miserable flop, and I know why. Everyone is making excuses for you, but I know why the night train is slower than a snail after a hard night of... Professor, is there a point to this? The name of George Pullman is being slandered in our own Chicago newspapers. And as a result, my work will be ruined. And that is why you took me away from my work? To make me aware of the press's stance and our pace and how it affects your prospects for your book? No, to make you aware of your folly. That reason I spoke of is no mystery. It is you. William Mallard. You are leading a disastrous train ride, and these accidents and delays are all your own fault. It is because you coddle your staff, giving them breaks and whining and dining them in the Delmonico dining car, name tags and dancing. Rudy Ackerman has told me all about your unconventional methods. I have an excellent crew, Professor. The accidents you mentioned earlier were out of our control. You cannot blame the porters Then maximize your control, Mallard. Your boss, George Pullman, didn't create a sleeper car empire by being nice. He did it by sheer will and grit and discipline and... All this race is the last battle against Pullman's last standing rival, Webster Wagner. This trip was supposed to be legendary, a symbol of American progress, but it's just one big game of dominoes. How can I write about the success of American Rails? My publishers will laugh me out of the room. Train travel is a human venture. It's subject to error. I don't have time for any human error. Human, human funny business, because I don't find this journey funny. I took an entire sabbatical just for this. To write my book! What's a sabbatical? 
I don't know. It might have something to do with the Sabbath day. Professor Dobidad, I am doing everything in my power to get the night train safely to California. Are you? Yes. I've begun to wonder. I am not as naive about the railroad as you seem to think, Mr. Mallard. I've read every book there is on the history of these iron rails. Yes, accidents are common. But this many accidents? We've been unlucky. We've been sabotaged. He knows it's sabotage. How could he know unless he was the one doing it? Toby Dad doesn't have the clues we have. He didn't see the telegram or the tools. Either he's guilty or he made a lucky guess. And you know who is sabotaging the night train, Will Mallard. Neither you nor I know that these events have been sabotaged. Is it you? Are you sabotaging the night train yourself? Perhaps Webster Wagner has promised you a new house, a brand new mansion, some ivory toothpicks for you and a pony for your children. Are you blaming me for intentionally causing the accidents on board this train, Mr. Dopey Dad? He just blamed Dad. Dad's in charge of the night train. He's not sabotaging it. My interests lie in the night train's safe arrival in Sacramento. I have acted on those interests. I have done my best to lead the night train responsibly, and I don't appreciate any insinuation to the contrary. If it isn't you, who is it? This train ride was advertised as the most important event of the decade. This was a journey to bind up our bleeding nation. Who wants to stop that from happening? Who wants Civil War Part deux? Is it you, Mallard? Mr. Dopey Dad, these accusations are baseless. While I understand your frustration and anger, I cannot allow you to undermine my entire command of this train in this manner. What do you hope to get out of this conversation? Your staff should be under strict surveillance, especially the porters and that scrap of a girl you let into the kitchen. Rosie Johnson? Toby Dad must be insane. He's talking like an evil villain. If that's your cook, then yes. I don't care what her name is. I want the entire crew, most particularly those, those disposable, unskilled workers, under constant surveillance for the safety no! of- That's enough! Your insults and manipulation have gone too far. I don't expect agreement, Dopey Tad, but I do demand that you respect every individual who makes up this train. These people, who you call disposable, are more integral to the night train's success than you or I or any book you might write. If you want to write about the success of the railroad, you had better write about them. I demand that you treat them with the dignity and respect they deserve. I'm talking about the porters, Mallard. The porters, not the conductor or even the fireman. Not anyone who matters to the train. The porters are the heart of the Pullman Sleeper Company. The crew matters to this train. Harold, Philip, Barney, Sam, Rosie, along with every porter and waiter and fireman matter. They matter to me and they matter to the night train. I trust them. You are in no position to make such demands as these. You ask me to plant seeds of suspicion and doubt among my carefully chosen, hard-working crew. How dare you? How dare you speak to me like this? Will Mallard, you are a fool, a backwards, vacillating... This is my train, Professor Dopey Dad. And I will not allow such hateful behavior to continue. If you do not cease at once, I will have you removed from this train at the next stop. You can't! Are they fighting? I can't see anything from behind this curtain. Did Toby Dad hit Dad? 
Dopey Dad slammed his book onto the coffee table. So be it. I'll lose my job then. But until then, it is my train to lead until we reach Sacramento, and it will be a train on which my crew, every porter and cook, is valued and cared for. And that means that I will not tolerate you slandering my friends with baseless accusations and suspicion. Do you know who you are talking to? I am Professor Ferdinand Dopey Dad. I am in the middle of writing the book that will make the night train immortal. If you kick me off the train... I don't care if you're a King Ferdinand of Spain. And I could care less about your precious book. If you insult any member of my crew, I will see to it that you're removed from this train as soon as I possibly can. Who left? Dad left. Dopey Dad is still here. He's just sitting there. Don't come out of your hiding spot yet. Modern-minded imbecile, tearing our miserable little country to pieces, ruining my plot, the audacity. His plot from the telegram. Who does he think he is anyway, that mallard? Huh. Professor Dopey Dad is bad, Edith. He's, he's scaring me. Duck. He is vacillated, changeable. Yes, yes, that's right. <clears throat> Will Mallard is isolated, what is he doing? changeable, and unfit to run this enterprise. This writing! He's writing all of these horrible words down! Irishman has no sense of place. He does not realize the full purport of his position as head of Pullman's precious night train. <laughs> pig-headed? Did he call Dad a pig-headed? Hush, Paul. This he might hear you. This transcontinental race is a stroke for empire as well as for freedom. I and want him to hear me. Can't he can't insult my dad no like that. I, I'm going to hit him. Enterprise. Paul, don't you dare move. We'll only make it worse for Daddy if Dopey Dad finds us. Mallard should be relieved of his position on the night train before a greater catastrophe than those accidents we have already faced takes place. He wants Dad to lose his job, Paul. He's dangerous. He... He could definitely be the one trying to sabotage the train. Ah, now that's an inside scoop any good newspaper man would pay a pretty penny for. <laughs> well, Mallard will regret this episode. I can guarantee that. I'll get this in the newspapers first, and then in an expanded form in my book. And soon he won't be able to get a job anywhere. He's gone. Come out, Paul. Paul... Why are you staying behind the curtain? Here, let's go to the... Paul, you're crying. I don't want to cry. 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 Can I give you a hug? Yes. Are you scared? Yeah. What does Mama always tell us to do when we're scared? Pray, but I don't want to pray right now. Paul, no. we're going to pray right now, whether you like it or not. What are we, what are we supposed to do, Edith? <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray for Dopey Dad because he's crazy. And Dad because he's really angry and people are trying to wreck the train. And for Mama, who has to pretend to be Miss Diamond. And Sam, that he stops being mad at us. And Sam. And everyone on the night train. Yeah. Angel of God, my, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here. Ever this day be at my side to light and to guard, to rule and to guide. Amen. Thanks, Edith. Let's go back to the luggage car. I'll read to you until Mama comes to us. I'd like that.
you in the engine room? Yes, Sam. I'm right here. Huh. Why isn't the fireman here? He should be shoveling the colon, not you. I sent Jerry to bed. He was pretty tuckered out. Oh. That was good of you. Well, there was a telegram waiting for you from George Pullman at the Cheyenne station, sir. Here it is. From George. Thank you. Any updates on the race? Webster Wagner's Midnight Express reached Denver, Colorado several hours ago. If we don't get to Ogden by mid-morning, we will have lost the race, sir. No coming back after that. Thank you, Sam. You're welcome, Mr. Mallard. And, uh, Mr. Mallard? Yes? We're all doing our best, no matter what the race looks like. I know you are, Sam. I appreciate it. Thank you for the message. Good night, sir. Now, what has Mr. Pullman got to say to me? Your last chance, Mallard. Safety, reliability, luxury. God Almighty, get us to Sacramento safely. Please, just get us there. Get us to the end of the rails. Thank you.